The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's Live Bet Sunday, presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. Uh, for those who are tuning in just now, I want to let you know that Brent Musburger is actually coming up next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Countdown to kickoff moved back a little bit because, of course, kickoff, not until noon, 3 p.m. Pacific time, or just about uh, after that. So Brent's going to lead you right up to kickoff for these divisional round games, including, of course, the one that we all want to see, the best one on the board, Cincinnati and Buffalo. Uh, I was laughing. Can I read? I'm going to take a quick aside really quickly because I like to do these things, and nobody's here to stop me um so i'm obviously an nba guy and <laughs> we um we get these like really unique matchups every once in a while so the heat are taking on the new orleans pelicans today for those who do not know and uh, it's gonna be a fun game uh totals really got bet down at this one overnight was like 222 and a half it's now to 217 i bring this up because um those who do not know barry jackson he covers the miami heat and other miami uh, area sports Apparently today, the Miami Heat are having on their broadcast channel um, the Kids Day broadcast, which is something they do once a year where they have kids do the full broadcast. And it was the ultimate old man tweet, which was from a professional media member, sports writer, a reminder that today is Bally's annoying Heat Kids Day broadcast. For those who enjoy it, wonderful. They're all good kids. But I don't understand why Bally can't have one professional broadcast on a Sunday and a kids broadcast like CBS does and Nickelodeon. What a curmudgeon. But that's great. Now I'm going to watch that entire thing. Watch kids broadcast. That sounds ridiculous. It does sound like a ridiculous thing. Um, do you think John and Bill and others would allow me to bring my son in and talk sports gambling with him for two hours on any given day? Uh, that's that's the good point. Nobody's ever here. So I could just bring him in and we could just do that. And um, nah, there won't be any ramifications. None whatsoever. All right. Uh, with that, let's talk a little bit more about football. Uh, we do have – I want to get some player prop angles to discuss. And I want to go to Cincinnati and um, – uh, Buffalo really quickly, and we'll go to San Francisco and um, uh, Dallas too. We'll get to the overall game coming up a little bit later. So I wanted to start with Josh Allen and his rushing prop. So I was going through some of these last night uh, for this matchup. Rushing yards uh, for Josh Allen set at about 46 and a half, and it's down, and this is, this is why we do these things. 43 and a half over at BetMGM. So you shop around, you can look for these numbers, and you can find different, um, different angles to approach this from. But there was a market high of about 46 and a half for Allen. And I'd be very interested in betting Allen underneath that total. And I know that sounds like blasphemous. Like, what? Josh Allen? He's athletic. He's incredible. It's all he does. But what I'm really interested to see is what the Cincinnati Bengals do 
from a defensive standpoint because we did see that Miami went a little bit heavy when it came to spying Josh Allen, keeping him in the pocket. If you look at it from the standpoint of what Josh Allen did, um, he only ran the ball twice. And by measures of PFF, uh, none of them, either one of them, I should say, neither of them, uh, were designed runs. Both were scrambles. So, you know, we were talking about this. I can't remember who we were talking about the other day, uh, but we mentioned, right, the fact that, well, sometimes they'll run Josh Allen on designed runs. Wasn't the case against Miami. And so maybe that changes here against Buffalo or excuse me, against Cincinnati. Game plans do change. But if you're going to, I would say, contain Josh Allen in any way possible, I would think that the way that you want to do it is force him to beat you from the pocket. He, he's still a really good passer. We know this. But we also know that Josh Allen tends to put the ball in danger. Uh, and by the way, in terms of what he did on the ground on those two rushes, one was for 12 yards. And if I remember correctly, he actually fumbled it out of bounds on that run. Um, and the other was only for about, I think it was what, eight? Well, it was 20 total yards, so 12 plus eight is 20. Um, so with that regard, you know, you saw a little bit more of a volatile Josh Allen in that game against Miami. Again, they scored a lot of points, and they looked pretty good. But I still think that the best path, you would think, against Buffalo in terms of trying to limit what this offense can do would be to force Josh Allen to beat you from the pocket, not allow him to stretch plays out as he rolls to his right, which he's incredibly good at, just maintaining his presence there and allowing your pass rush to potentially get there if that's the case. So I'm really interested to see that, but I, I do think that playing that thing under, I would assume that one of the things that you're going to put at the top of the list is to limit Allen. And what's really interesting, too, is some of these markets have in-game player props, right? So as, they, as the game goes along, these are still offered and they're adjusted if you or if you're in a jurisdiction which offers that, the that's the other part is sitting back and watching and watching the first defensive possession or two and seeing are the Cincinnati Bengals spying Josh Allen? Are they keeping somebody on him at all times when he drops back to pass? Because if if that is the case, then that's definitely worth playing under the total here in terms of his rushing yards. But again, forty three and a half is uh, seems to be the market low. If you want to bet him over, go ahead and find that. If you want to bet him under, 46.5 or 47.5, one of the lows or one of the highs that I could find on the betting market. But Josh Allen rushing yards here today is uh, a prop that I have had circled uh, to bet on under. I should have specified there. I wanted to hit on two other things here, too, when it comes to this Bills uh, and Bengals matchup. Well, do we have any team total graphics? Because I wanted to go to some, some, some team stuff. First off, Bengals total touchdowns, you can find a 2.5 um, over at plus 105, so a plus price there. So, again, you need three touchdowns from the Cincinnati Bengals, and that does seem a lot easier uh, than really it is, especially against Buffalo. But here's the thing as we talk about this, right? We have seen how volatile this uh, Bills defense can get. The team total for the Cincinnati Bengals is 23.5, and, and we have seen, too, that if we're going to start to go down the path, because that's the important part about these props, right, which is you handicap the matchup, how you expect this to go, and you follow that game plan down the path. So, for example, if I am somebody who is betting on Cincinnati here plus six, I'm not going out and betting under 23.5 of their team total, right? It doesn't really correlate. You don't really want a situation in which you're betting under their team total, but you're also betting them plus six. It puts you in a really tight window to cash both of those things. So I do think Cincinnati is going to be better offensively here. And if I'm right about uh, the Buffalo Bills blitzing a little bit more often, opening up the window for the uh, Bengals to maybe have a little bit more offensive success against Joe Burrow. Again, Joe Burrow, I should say. Really good against the Blitz, as we have kind of noted here a couple of times. Betting over two, to two and a half total touchdowns for Cincinnati at a plus price would be, I think, something it that is worth circling and mentioning there. And the other part of this, too, is, again, what we're talking about. I just want to bring this up. This is not something I'm betting, but for those who are going down the path of having a successful night for Buffalo – the big storyline is this offensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals. You can find Bills total sacks at two and a half at just minus 110. So again, if you're somebody that is coming in and you're betting the Buffalo Bills or already have at minus whatever the price is, if you think that this offensive line is going to be a real issue for the Cincinnati Bengals, well, all you need is three sacks at a minus 110 price from this Bills team to cash that ticket. So I was actually kind of surprised that two and a half was the number. And you know, three and a half is actually really high. Uh, but just considering what the perception of this game is and where the market had been moving, I was expecting not the not even just two and a half, but like maybe or not three and a half, I should say, but maybe two and a half, like minus one forty on the over, right? Minus one forty five, like a shaded price to the over. Uh, not the case. So Bills total sacks at two and a half, something very interesting there. And the other part that is pretty interesting too here, 
Uh, we don't really recognize Buffalo or me, Cincinnati as a dominant pass rushing team. They do have some good talent along the front. Bill's total sacks was set at two and a half, shaded to the over at plus 160. Going back to, again, the theme of, all right, keeping Josh Allen in the pocket, right? Well, if you keep Josh Allen in the pocket, the percentages of him getting sacked or the probability of him getting sacked uh, goes up, right? It's just general. Like, hey, if you're going to stay in the pocket, uh, there's a good shot that we're going to be able to contain you and thus maybe get after you and, and take you down here. And it wasn't even just two and a half. It was the price. The Bengals sacks two and a half for a team at the over of plus 160. It was a really high price for this Bengals team that I think obviously the game plan would likely be to keep Allen in the pocket and go after him with some of the guys that you have. So, again, just some props that really stuck out, I thought, from a, a standpoint of maybe betting on them in this Bengals-Bills matchup. And the one that I really do like for the most part uh, is betting Josh Allen his, under his rushing yards at 46 and a half. Uh, next up, let's go to San Francisco uh, and Dallas. And really just wanted to hit on the one that I, I do think has some real solid legs to it is with Christian McCaffrey. So we know that Brock Purdy, of course, rookie quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, we, we know what the, the storyline is there. And this is going to be a uh, the, the best defense. Actually, I think it's pretty safe to say, right, this is probably the best defense that he has faced uh, up to this point outside of Washington. I think Washington would probably obviously be the next best candidate uh, there. But Dallas has aggressive corners, right? Digs among them that are going to be tempted and try to uh, really bait Purdy into making some mistakes. But I would think that part of the game plan here for the San Francisco 49ers is to play it relatively safe, right? Let's get, and that's generally been the thing with uh, with the San Francisco 49ers since Purdy's taken over and, and actually the offense as a whole. Just get it to our playmakers out in space. And one of the things that has stuck out about Dallas when you evaluate them from a bunch of different angles is their linebackers are pretty poor in coverage. They are not the best coverage guys at all by any sense of the imagination when you look at it. And as we mentioned yesterday, if you look at the linebackers outside and late, uh, outside of Leighton Van Der Esch, uh, the rest of these guys grade up very poorly when it comes to PFF grades and coverage. And they're going to see a lot of Christian McCaffrey. They're going to see a ton of Christian McCaffrey. And so betting Christian McCaffrey receptions in the range of four and a half, betting that over for McCaffrey, his, uh, his uh, receiving yards in the mid-30s for McCaffrey, something to look at as well uh, in this. I, I think this is going to be part of the game plan. A lot of Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. They're safe throws for Purdy to make. Purdy, if you actually read some of the analysis, because I'm not going to pretend that I have watched this and come up with this on my own, uh, but Purdy has been really good in terms of setting up screens, in terms of the patience there, right, and allowing guys like McCaffrey to set up those blocks and get behind them and then delivering the ball, something you might see a lot of here against the Dallas Cowboys. And again, it's just generally throws to your running backs are pretty low risk and can be high reward if it's a guy like McCaffrey who's going to be out in space against some linebackers who are pretty poor in coverage and uh, has been the case all season long. So we'll get to uh, some of the others when it comes to uh, player props. Uh, Dak Prescott, uh, those, <laughs> those other props when it comes to like Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott. Uh, Zeke Elliott has been a very popular selection uh, at the goal line for the Dallas Cowboys. So that's going to be something to monitor. And we'll talk about first touchdown scorers and anytime touchdown scorers as well. First touchdown scoring markets tend to be pretty random uh, when you look at them, but we can dive into those and give you some numbers. On the other side, uh, Von Delzell, betting analyst, NBC Sports. He's going to join us next. We'll get his thoughts on, on what he's got later today. Von's always great. He's got a lot of plays to give us uh, every time we talk to him. Get his thoughts on what he's going to see and uh, what he thinks of some of these projected championship lines that we have from Jeff Benson here at Circa. That's when we return here on Live Bet Sunday. It's in the Sports Betting Network. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly, and if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back here on Live Bet Sunday. Remember, coming up in 45 minutes, Brent Musburger will be live, of course, leading you up to kickoff with Countdown to Kickoff. Von Dalzell, nice enough to give us some time here today and talk a little bit about what he's got. I have a social question for you, Vaughn. So uh, I'm going to go watch a game at a, a local watering hole out here, both of them. But I'm a, I'm a poker player. I like to play video poker. The people I'm going with are not. Is it rude of me to spend the first hour and a half just burning money at video poker and not sitting with the people that I'm supposed to be there with? Uh, 90 minutes might be a little too long, to be honest. Right. Uh, I'd say 90 minutes might be too long. But, I would, you know, you got to get your alone time. I don't know what you're going through as a person right now what, or how busy you've been. But what if I, uh, you know, maybe, maybe 35 to 45 minutes. What if when they look over, I give them one of these? You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> like, just let the drink be like, all right, guys, hey, I'm still here. I see you. As long as you buy them a drink, all right. I think that's okay then. All right, I'm in. Now I'm in. Uh, if I have any money left after I burn it all in double-double bonus poker. I don't want to hear about the percentages, okay? It's just fun. I like to see the lights light up, all right? I've gotten a lot of that on Twitter. Who cares? Uh, all right, let's talk a little football here first and foremost. Uh, let's go to the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. This is uh, the sexiest game on the board. Everybody's excited to watch it and see what's going to happen here. Um Walk us through your thought process and what you've got, because I know you've got to think you've got an open teaser leg here, um, right, when it comes to the Bengals, and just what your thoughts are in this matchup are in general. Yeah, I got the Bengals at plus 12, uh, plus 12 and a half on another book, too. So nice numbers. Not as nice if I would have waited till the game today, I guess, because I was doing a seven-point uh, seven teaser, and uh, now I'd be getting a 13 with the Bengals since the line has moved. But I'm not, I don't say this direction is incorrect by any means because obviously the Bengals have a lot of issues on the offensive line right now. So that's going to be a problem because if the, if the Bills can own the line of scrimmage and not turn the ball over, then they should cover the spread by all means. But Josh Allen has been a turnover machine, giving teams short fields, giving teams extra possessions. And last week I was on Joe, Joe Burrow under 36 and a half pass attempts uh, because I thought against the Ravens it's AFC North grind, but it's also going to be a game where teams – have longer possessions and shorter amount of possessions. And in this game, I see the Bengals having more possessions, more chances. So the back door could be open for a cover here. I do think the Bills should win, but all my bets are props. Uh, Joe Burrow over 26 and a half completions, over 39 and a half attempts. His career high is 38 pass attempts in the postseason. I think he's getting that today. With those linemen out, a lot of short, quick passes. And because of that, I'm on Joe Mixon's under rushing yards, too. He's just been so irrelevant for most of the season. And even last week, I mean, 
11 yards was his longest rush, eight yards the week before that. He's just not getting yards per carry that you would want from your starting running back. With all the linemen banged up, you got to ride with Joe Burrow's overs, and you got to fade Joe Mixon. I like the receiving overs too as well. Well, and it kind of goes what we've seen from them, right? I mean, they've kind of shifted away from Mixon. They kind of realize now, to give Zach Taylor credit, Taylor hasn't really been um, the most ballyhooed coach in the National Football League, but he's adjusted. He's realized that, you know, a strong passing attack on early downs is actually the way to go, leave short yardage situations the other way around. It, It does have to do with the adjustment that we've seen from Cincinnati on top of some of the issues. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think that's, I mean, you see Samaji Piran playing a little bit more as well, and he's doing yeah. pass protection. And I think that's been very noticeable because Joe Mixon, you know, he could be shaky at times. Samaji Piran's a good receiving back as well. Um, you know, and last year I was on Samaji Piran, I think under five and a half rushing yards in the Super Bowl, and he may have got two or three. Um, so, you know, he's, he's also another fade on the rushing yards props if there is any for him. Uh, but receiving yards props, he's probably a good bet for the over today because with those linemen out, there's going to be a lot of quick screens. And quick games going to be very active, which is why I like Joe Burrow's over completions as well. He's not going to be on that Tom Brady level today. I do think he's going to, he's good for at least 30 completions and 40 plus attempts, probably around 45 attempts, to be honest. So, the only uh, way I see them staying in this game is feeding the receivers. Do you think this is a higher scoring game then between these two? Yeah, I mean, everyone was saying the weather is going to be, you know, inclination here, but as we saw, the total's been kind of ticking up. Yep. And uh, with that, I mean, I, I like the over. I'd be looking at, you know, I was on the Bills team total live. Last game at 33 and a half against the Dolphins. I think if you have potential here to get anywhere between a 27 and a half and a 29 and a half, you're seeing key numbers of 28 and 30. Those are probably better bets. I like the Bills' offense in general. I got a, a four-leg parlay going for touchdown scores. Josh Allen's the third leg. I'll need Debo to be the fourth. But uh, you know, I think there's opportunities for a lot of the Bills guys to score. It's hard to pick just one because they have so many guys. All the running backs and Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs. Uh, so, you know, it's just hard to pick one, but I like Josh Allen's chances. I think that the Bills are trying to establish the line of scrimmage, and that starts also with Josh Allen, Devin Singletary, and these guys uh, pounding the rock a little bit. Then they'll take their shots later. All right, let's go to San Francisco then. Uh, Dallas catching four. And we've been saying this all day, you know, depending on what you like, if you want to take if you want to take four with Dallas, you can grab it. If you want to lay it with San Francisco, there's plenty of three and a halfs out there, depending on your jurisdiction. So with you, uh, from a side perspective, before we get to some player props, where are you at yeah. with the 49ers as a four or three and a half point favorite with a total of 46 and a half? You know, I more think about this game, I like the Niners more and more. And I know most people are riding with the Cowboys. They want to take underdog this week our underdog today in general, so it's going to be the Cowboys over the Bengals for most people with the line movement. But I, I joked last week about my mush being my cousin, and he took the Cowboys against the Bucks. I yeah. was on the Bucks. Uh, he's running it back with the Cowboys, and I was cracking up. But that was one of the best full game efforts we've seen from the Dallas Cowboys all season, one of the most impressive efforts. And, you know, Dak Prescott entering that game, said how much he loved that game script, and he felt confident in what they laid ahead for him. And, I mean, he was successful in it to every single degree. So I definitely, you know, I was impressed, but I'm not la- using that as my opinion to back the Cowboys today because that's very recency bias. And to be honest, but you can make an argument for both teams that these defenses are as good as either team has seen in quite some time. But when I look at what the Niners can do defensively in this matchup, it's very scary and how great the receivers have been blocking lately. I mean, if they're getting downfield this game on the Cowboys defense, Trent Williams will totally eliminate Michael Parsons if they line up against each other. So this is just a very intriguing game at all. I think the Niners are the right side. I'd rather have a three, uh, but, you know, you can't be too picky in the postseason. So I would take the Niners here. I wouldn't be shocked if they win by 10 or more, to be honest. All right, well, then let's go to some player props. Uh, One of the dynamics for Dallas that has been uh, the most mind-boggling is the uh, distribution uh, distribution of carries, right, between Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott. Zeke has kind of uh, been relegated to a little bit of a goal line back roll. He does get a lot of those. You're going under his rushing yards for today. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't even matter what number you can get either because it's just he's been irrelevant. Like you said, Tony Pollard's got the higher snap share. He had a 56% snap share last week. Zeke had about a 47. You know, they had a couple plays together. But you just look at what they've been doing with their carries. Tony Pollard, 77 yards on 15 carries. Zeke, 27 yards on 13 carries. The yards per carries for Zeke in the last three games has been 1.85. Uh, so like you said, short yardage, goal line, back. That's what Zeke should be in this offense. He could still be a receiving threat, but I like Tony Pollard's ability much more. And Zeke had 40 or more rushing yards in like 13 straight games. But the last three games, 37, 10, and 27, I mean, it just has not been anything up to par with the standard of what Zeke set for his career and what Jerry Jones wants from Zeke. 
Uh, but I think the coaching staff has realized now it is Tony Pollard's season. And it's been Tony Pollard's season for the second half of the year. So, yeah, it's Zeke's unders for me, Tony Pollard's overs. I would take Tony Pollard's receptions or receiving yards in this game. They probably will have to throw more. So we'll get you out of here on this. We've been asking all of our guests here today. Uh, Jeff Benson here at Circa uh, tweeted out earlier today some potential openers that we might see in conference championship weekend. Um, get your initial thoughts on them. Dallas at Philadelphia would be about a two and a half juice to the favorite side. Minus 2.75 is his exact number. San Francisco pick or minus one at Philadelphia should they move on. And then in the AFC Championship game, Cincinnati on the road against Kansas City, a juiced five and a half. He notes six and a half if Mahomes was 100% healthy. And Buffalo minus one in Atlanta against Kansas City. Kansas City minus one if Mahomes was 100%. If we get those numbers, uh, anything stick out to you there in any of those potential matchups? Can you repeat that first one you said for me? Dallas at Philadelphia, essentially a juiced two and a half to the favorite side. That's interesting. That was, that one was definitely interesting to me right away. I thought that number could be a little bit bigger. Uh, you know, I thought that could be a three and a half or a four. So that one sticks out to me for sure. I'm not surprised by the Mahomes-Bills uh, yep. fiasco there with that line movement. Obviously, Mahomes and the Chiefs should be the favorite, but that's if he is 100% healthy. So I guess I guess the Eagles games would stick out to me. I would like the Eagles and Niners. I would take the Eagles plus one to pick them uh, on the money line. I, I think that would be a play for me. I've said numerous times already this Niners team and Brock Purdy right now with his defense reminds me a lot of Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers in 2004. Their season ended in the AFC Championship. I see a very similar ending for the Niners. And if they're going to Philly uh, or they're playing Philly in general, I just I like the Eagles in that spot. So I guess I like the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl. That's what yeah. it sounds like. Sounds like it. Von Delzell of E-Money Sports up on Twitter, betting analyst for NBC Sports. Von, it's always good to talk to you, man. Thank you very much. Good luck today. Appreciate it, and best of luck with your bets. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. As we mentioned and uh, looked at some of the numbers here when it comes to this market, uh, we're not really seeing much of an adjustment, but uh, if you're looking at this rest of country, plenty of five and a halfs out there if you want to lay this with the Buffalo Bills. Plenty of sixes out there if you want to take it, and the same goes for the Dallas Cowboys and the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Although I will note, looking on the screen for the rest of the country, those three and a halfs are starting to become more sparse, so it does seem that maybe four is going to be the predominant number across the board by the time we get to kickoff. We've got plenty of time. Speaking of kickoff, countdown to kickoff coming up next. In about uh, 30 minutes from now, we got plenty left, though. Eric Eager is going to join us when we return. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge, VEASAN's experts got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for a special introductory price of $9.99. Get access to the best betting talent in the game. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get everything we do to make you a better sports better. It includes a lot of stuff, but our pro picks, a daily recap of all the top plays made by VEASAN hosts and guests, and more. That includes our 24-7 video channel as well. Pro subscribers also get VEASAN betting guides, previewing major sports and events. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today. Sign up for only $9.99. Become part of the Sports Betting Network. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. All right, let's welcome in our next guest, uh, Eric Eager, VP of R&D over at Sumer Sports. Uh, awesome mind, and of course, a uh, great show you could take in as well over there, the Sumer Sports Show. Eric, good to talk to you, buddy. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what we're going to see here today. Uh, first off, let's go with the big one, Cincinnati and Buffalo. They're both big. Um, but I've been kind of toying with the, the idea that I think the market is, like we saw the initial move, right? We saw this open four. We saw it get to five and a half. I, I think that the offensive line issues have been accounted for here by the betting market. Now that we're at six, I'm kind of on the side of the Bengals catching that number. Am I wrong in thinking that? Uh, I don't think you're wrong at all. Um, I think that when you look at, you know, for one, six is a pretty key number, especially when you're looking at the weather here. Now, there's not going to be a ton of wind, so I don't think special teams are going to be that bad. But um, you do get some cold here. Um, so, yeah, I, I think plus six is where you really have to look. Um, the Bengals, you know, they do have offensive line issues, but they also have – they go four deep, you know, in receiver with, with Higgins – uh, Boyd Chase, as well as uh, Hayden Hurst. Um, you know, the Bills are not as strong in the secondary. Also, you know, the first game of the season this year, the Bills blitzed once. Uh, they they had to send Milano eight times. They had yep. to send Edmund eight times. Uh, their corners four times last week. And, and so I think that if they try to do that, um, the Bengals will be able to exploit their secondary. If they don't do that, then I think the Bengals will get catch a little bit of a break as far as their front four or front five, you know, the offensive line against the front four of the Bills. So I think they match up better than the markets uh, indicate. So not only do I like Bengals, I do like over because I think both offenses 
are, are going to score their points in this game. So, and along these lines too, like how do you balance the level of player that is missing, right? Like I bring this up, like Jonah Williams had not been playing particularly well, right? So yeah. it's it's more about the cluster issues that the Bengals are facing. And the argument I keep making is one, Williams had not been playing that well. And two, it's been three weeks now that you've been playing without Lyle Collins, something like that. Like you've adjusted to the fact that he's not been there. Kappa is a loss, but I think like how do you factor those in too, right? It's the cluster issues, but when you really dive into it, you're replacing like a replacement level guy and one good interior guy. The other dude's been out for a while. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, this is the only issue that I have because you you said the right word, cluster injuries, because the offensive line is more about a unit where you don't want to have weak parts. I remember in 2020, obviously, the Chiefs went 14-2 and two, uh, for the majority of that season. 60% of their offensive line was injured. Uh, but then when it went to 80% with uh, um, Eric Fisher leaving the AFC title game with an Achilles, that's when it all broke down. So that is what you have to be worried about if you're the Bengals. There is a breaking point for the offensive line, but to your point, uh, much like Eric Fisher back then, uh, Jonah Williams is kind of, you know, obviously a first-round pick, a good talent, but has not been playing well. So that that's the sticky thing there. I, I think the Bills, you know, are a much better pass-rushing unit than they are a dominant individual player, and it takes dominant individual players to move around the offensive line and, and exploit the weaknesses. So I think the Bengals will be okay here, but – um, you know, I think that a lot of people in the market are looking back at that 2020 Super Bowl saying, no, no, uh, when the, w- there is a breaking point here. Yep. Uh, and on the flip side, Buffalo Bills offensively, do we take anything from the Miami game? I think I thought one of the things you could speak this a little bit better. You watch this a lot at a deeper level. Uh, were the Dolphins spying uh, Allen a lot? Because it seemed like he was relatively contained, only two rush attempts. Do we see the same thing from the uh, Bengals and say, you know what, if you're going to beat us, you're going to stay in the pocket and maybe you make some, a few more turnover-worthy plays and we want to keep you there? Yeah, I think that that was a big a big thing. They have athleticism. The Bengals, you know, uh, are not the most talented defense in the world, but they're very sound as far as keeping things in front of them. That's why they've given the Chiefs so much fits over the past few years. Um, so I think that that's going to be a part of it. Yeah, if you bet the Josh Allen over, I think it was like eight and a half rush attempts prop, you were looking. He did have a couple sacks that were him trying to scramble and only get back to the line of scrimmage. So I think his true number was about four rushing attempts if you, you think morally about that, but those counted as sacks. So even then, he was trying to take off less. They ran him less on design stuff as well, which was uh, notable. Um, I think in a game like this, though, if they get behind, they're going to start running the sweeps with Josh Allen. They're going to start running the uh, stuff that they do when their offense falters. Um, but yeah, that, that was an interesting part of that game plan was the Dolphins sort of uh, taking Allen's rushing out of that game. I also think as 14-point favorites going into last week, they probably didn't have a lot of Josh Allen run game in the game plan. I think that might change a little bit today. All right, let's go to the other matchup later today. San Francisco 49ers, three and a half or four, depending on where you look here against the uh, Dallas Cowboys total across the board at 47 or 46 and a half. So from the 49ers side, just the basic thought of, hey, rookie quarterback Brock Purdy, uh, this is a better defense that he's faced. The schedule's been pretty soft. Uh, is there really that much on Purdy that his play will make a difference here? Uh, I think it will make a difference because, you know, he has mobility that, that Jimmy G didn't have, but he also has, you know, that that worked against him last week. Like, if you were holding a Niners first-half ticket, uh, yeah. you, you were tilting pretty hard over the fact that he bailed out of the pocket a few times uh, after they were moving the football and prevented you from getting that not only cover, but even if you bet money line first half, they, they screw up there as well. So that was a, you know, a situation where, you know, you saw the difference between him and Garoppolo, both in the good and bad. But um, you know, today, to me, the quarterback that matters in this game the most is Prescott. You know, Dak is probably the most talented quarterback uh, in the um, in the NFC playoffs, but we've seen him up and down so much. So, you know, does he throw the interceptions? Um, or does he throw, you know, the the touchdowns? I think the Niners defense is a little bit weaker than perception. And, you know, since the Kansas City game where they've won every game, they've had a hard time of it, um, you know, in terms of finding opponents who are actually that good. This is the good offense that they're going to be facing. So we'll see how they can do. Um, the Cowboys, you know, this is a game where if, if the offseason loss of Amari Cooper matters, going to matter explicitly here how much does the tyler smith tyron smith dynamic matter for those who are watching uh tyler smith a rookie left tackle tyron smith a career left tackle playing right tackle and we know that bosa kind of moves around and picks matchups that he likes how much does that matter here i think it does i think tyler smith's like main move i think brian burke of espn analytics showed this is to he is getting beat off of with speed but then he's using kind of an arm bar thing that actually uh you know doesn't get called very often so 
both both Boses are incredibly athletic. And so, you know, he could get beat off the ball and not be able to use that tactic or get called for a holding penalty, uh, which could which could derail a drive or two. So it'll be interesting to monitor. I mean, uh, both, you know, Bosa, uh, he was, you know, the, the, the Seattle Seahawks were driving to try to take a lead the other day. Uh, and his quick pressure off the ball against uh, um, Charles Cross was one of the reasons why, you know, Geno Smith sacked Bumble. Uh, and that really turned the game around. That is why he is the leader for for Defensive Player of the Year right now. So one of the player props that I've bet, uh, I, I feel like it's going to be a pretty good Christian McCaffrey game through the air, receptions over receiving yards. Part of the reason is uh, it, these linebackers for the Dallas Cowboys, they're not really great coverage linebackers. Leighton and Evander Esch has had a really good year, but outside of that, the rest don't really grade poor, uh, grade very well. Am I, am, I thinking, am I overthinking this too much, or is Christian McCaffrey set for a relatively decent game? Yeah, I think so. Um... For sure. I, I do think that he's going to be a check down guy. They have Barr, um, who is kind of a rangy linebacker that used to play for the Vikings. Um, but he is not the greatest in coverage anymore. As you said, Van Der Esch is more of a downhill guy uh, against the run. So there could be some plays to be made there. You wonder, though, with the with Dan Quinn, and he's been hitting a lot of the right notes this year. I wonder if they put a guy like J. Ron Curse, a, a versatile safety with some size uh, yeah. against McCaffrey in the passing game rather than a linebacker. That's the only leak, I think, in that analysis. All right, I like it. By the way, I mean, Shanahan broke uh, – we we heard all the stories, right? Shanahan broke Dan Quinn's defense, so this is all good. Shanahan's going to figure all this stuff right. out. <laughs> well, that's right. I mean, they played in the same uh, – on the, you know, he, they, he was his understudy for a while as the office coordinator with Falcons, and so he would know that. I do think, to, to your point, though, maybe it's just that they have more talent than they had in Atlanta defensively, yeah. but Dan Quinn has really turned a page from his time in Atlanta. Like, he's running a lot more. Um, you know, he's doing a lot more disguised coverages. He was leading the league in that last time I looked. Uh, you know, going from too high to one high and, and vice versa, pre-snap. And those are things that do, uh, you know, Shanahan's offense, you know, sort of, uh, keeps you from doing that as much, which is which is an interesting uh, ploy here. That's why Shanahan's always done really well against the Rams because the Rams are a team that disguises coverage a lot, and and you know Dan Quinn does as well. Last sixty seconds, real quick. Brent Mossberger's in the studio. We were talking about this. Jeff Benson and Circa tweeted out some like off the hip numbers for championship games. How high do you have the Forty ers Because them laying a point on the road against Philly kind of stuck out to me as maybe a, a number that's having them overvalued. Well, I think that that they at Circa had the Niners as the highest power-rated team yep. before Garoppolo got hurt in the NFC. Uh, and then, you know, Garoppolo gets injured, and it takes some time to sort of learn that maybe Purdy is just as good. Um, you know, I actually don't hate it. I think the markets were too low on Philly this week because of the Hurts injury. But Hurts, you know, due to a, a long pass to Devontae Smith and some other good plays, you know, got himself in a position where they didn't really have to throw the ball a ton and test that arm this week. So if they get in a similar position this week, uh, against the Niners, you know, if the Niners were to win, maybe that number is two in the Niners' favor. But if the Niners got them in a behind situation where they had to come back, we have seen the Eagles struggle in situations where uh, it's a strict drop back passing game. But you like that number, actually. Uh, v- Niners in favor of VP of R&D, Sumer Sports. Eric, good to talk to you, man. Thank you very much. Enjoy the games. Thanks for having me on, man. Take care. Yep, you got it. All right, we'll come back. Uh, take a break. We'll wrap it up. We'll give you these numbers a little bit more on some of these player props to look at. And uh, we do have some live sports on this Live Bet Sunday that will update you. UConn, uh, I think they fixed it. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. If you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Jonathan Von Tobel wrapping it up here on this part of Live Bet Sunday. Brenton Musburger waiting in the wings. He'll take over for Countdown to Kickoff before we revert back to Live Bet Sunday, and the guys will have you for the rest of the day, keeping you updated through the divisional playoff matchups between the San Francisco 49ers and the Cowboys and the early matchup between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. Now, having said that, we are a Live Bet show. Updates really quickly in the world of college hoops because we do have one uh, relatively competitive game and one not so much. Uh, We mentioned at the top of the show UConn and the struggles that the Huskies had faced coming into this matchup today with Butler uh, to refresh one and five straight up in their last six, one and seven against the spread in their last eight. UConn had been Butler, of course, a little thin at center, missing their top guy and not playing well either. Well, it is a 73-38 lead for UConn here against Butler with 6.22 left to go in the second. Safe to say that the preflop number there of 15 has been covered by UConn, and uh, we will see if uh, they have a little bit of scoring here down the stretch, but with 6.22 left to go, it's a game maybe is going to go over the total, but uh, could take the foot off the gas here with a very, very big lead over Butler in the last 622. Also in the second, Indiana. Again, remember, they were off to a little bit of a tough start in that first half, had a 10 nothing run, and ultimately uh, they have distanced themselves here in the second half against Michigan State. 32-25 the score in the second half and 69-57 the score for the game. 537 left to go in the second half here in this Big Ten showdown. Indiana uh, working now on a three-game win and cover streak if they get this done against Michigan State. Remember, the seven games prior to that, Hoosiers had dropped seven straight. Does come with Thompson back in the lineup here for Indiana as well. So a little bit of better health. And shockingly enough, better results for the Hoosiers, who are now 12.5-point favorites in-game with a total of 148.5. And the other update uh, worth mentioning, we'll give you two more here in college hoops. Maryland on the road against Purdue. A report is is that Purdue is wearing some of their ugliest jerseys uh, that they could find. 33-20 score here. Purdue up on top of Maryland. 140 left to go in the first uh, in this matchup. Pre-flop numbers for you here uh, in this matchup in the Big Ten. It's a Big Ten Sunday, as we usually see uh, in these days. Purdue at eight and a half point favorite or nine uh, with a total of 132 and a half. Notable because uh, the overnight line actually opened up 11. So we got a really big push toward the Terps here. Uh, right now though, Purdue taking care of business with about a, a 12, 11 point lead over Maryland. And last but not least, Cincinnati playing host to Memphis. Bearcats 22, Memphis 34. So the Bearcats in a little bit of a hole here early against uh, Memphis. Closing number here was three, got bet up ever so slightly from the overnight of two. Total at 151 or 151 and a half, depending on where you shop for your number. Cincinnati finds themselves in an early 12-point hole. They are now six and a half point underdogs after closing as a pre-flop three-point favorite with a total of 148 and a half. All right, with that, we go back to the National Football League, give you our last updates on these numbers before Brent takes over. Uh, worth mentioning over at BetMGM, as we have discussed all day, right? These numbers sitting at six and four, respectively. Well, 
as we're talking, BetMGM has moved. We are at five and a half in favor of Buffalo here, shaded to the favorite side at minus 115 over at BetMGM. This update coming in the last uh, five minutes over at BetMGM and the other three and a half minus 115 in favor of San Francisco with a total of 46 and a half. I would say that it does seem the market is heading in the direction of the Cincinnati Bengals, that those sixes might start to disappear here over the next few hours before we get to kickoff. Next few hours. You only got a couple hours uh, before we get to kickoff. Uh, I'll go ahead and limb there because you now have multiple five and a halves and consensus number still six, but that's starting to head in that direction. And as somebody who does have a, a future ticket on the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, I took a piece of the six. I, I do think that the market is maybe overvaluing uh, the loss of these offensive linemen for the Cincinnati Bengals. Having said that, as somebody who bet on the Kansas City Chiefs in the uh, Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, thinking that the market had overvalued the loss of those offensive linemen, we know how that went. Uh, so taking a small risk, but willing to buy a little bit at the uh, the uh, bottom of the market there for the Cincinnati Bengals in this matchup with Buffalo. And the other prop there, too, as we talked about, under on the rushing yards for Josh Allen. Eric Eager, when he was with us earlier from Sumer Sports, brought up a really great point that if the Bills are maybe a little behind, and also uh, the fact that the Dolphins, part of the game plan was to spy Allen. The other part was, as a really big favorite, you didn't need to incorporate the ground game for Allen that much. Maybe you see it a little bit more here in terms of designed runs uh, by some measure. It depends on where you look, but like by Pro Football Focus, for example, they had no designed runs uh, listed for Josh Allen in that first matchup against the Miami Dolphins and only two scrambles. You'll probably see a little bit more there, but a market high of 46.5 for the rushing yards of one Josh Allen played it under here in this game. And also, again, worth mentioning that sack number uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals as a team, if it goes down the path that I think, not just 2.5, but 2.5 to the over at plus 160 for the Cincinnati Bengals uh, to get that when it comes to the total sacks of Josh Allen. On the flip side, Dallas and San Francisco. Uh, I laid three and a half with the San Francisco 49ers, and we haven't really gotten to a lot uh, of what this matchup entails. But I look, Kyle Shanahan, I think, deserves a ton of credit, and we see this in the betting market all the time. The market has a lot of respect for Shanahan, as they should, and part of the reason why Purdy has played so well is this system has been set up, I think, wonderfully uh, for him. His athletes and his playmakers out in space, plays designed perfectly for them. He deserves a lot of credit for getting the ball to them when they need it. Uh, but I think when you look at this from the 49ers standpoint, I, I very much think that this is a game plan that goes through the skill guys, of course. But Christian McCaffrey set up to have a pretty big game here. But I also think, as somebody who didn't really have a strong opinion uh, one way or the other on the total, I actually kind of trend to, to lean under here for San Francisco and Dallas. Again, this is not something that I played personally, uh, but I do think that there is a point where Brock Purdy, who looked a little eh, touch and go in the first half against Seattle, is going to look a little bit like a rookie quarterback, and it's going to rely on these skill position guys. I don't think that necessarily equates to a very uh, explosive attack for San Francisco. And on the flip side, I think the dynamic of these tackles for Dallas is really fascinating. To have a left tackle rookie and a, a, right, a, a right tackle who generally plays left tackle in that position, and having a matchup like Bosa, who if you watch him play and you read any analysis on what Bosa likes to do, he will move around. He, not, he does not just stay in one spot along the defensive line and beat his head into a wall in a matchup that really doesn't work for him. Uh, he is going to find the one that works best for him, and he's going to go after him. And as Eager pointed out, when you talk about maybe the weaknesses of the young rookie on the left side, speed rush might be a little bit of a problem, something Bosa can really bring to the table there. You might see him matched up, I think, a vast majority of the time there on that left side and uh, maybe getting some pressure there on Dak Prescott, ultimately leading to maybe a little bit of a lower-scoring affair between these two. But ultimately, I think San Francisco is going to pull this thing out. I'm also hoping, uh, as somebody who, you know, you can find Brandon Ayuk, let's just say, at 130-1 to to win a Super Bowl MVP and some of those other big prices that were out there on the San Francisco 49ers, that was my way of supporting San Francisco from a future standpoint as opposed to betting on them uh, to win the whole thing was betting some of those skill position guys before the postseason started to win Super Bowl MVP. You got some pretty good numbers on these guys too. Christian McCaffrey at twenty to one, Kittle at hundred to one, Debo Samuel at thirty to one, and Brandon Ayuk at one hundred and thirty to one. And uh, should they get there, right? As somebody who believes that there's a chance they could, um, you're talking about some pretty big numbers on guys who are going to be near the top of the list in terms of odds to win Super Bowl MVP uh, when it comes to that. And also, as I mentioned, a quarterback who's really not going to have a, a lot of the, um, I would say, maybe credit is probably the right term to win that award. Really quickly, some of the props here for San Francisco and Dallas that are worth hitting, and we did touch a lot on the Dak Prescott and his passing yards. It was actually kind of a consensus uh, with the guests that we talked to today for Dak to go over the passing yard prop uh, that is out there for him here today against San Francisco. Would make sense, but I wanted to go to one that I think made the most sense. Uh, Avon Dalzell was with us earlier. We talked about the rushing yards for one Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, one that I think is, if you're going to 
put your offense in the best position here today, and Tony Pollard generally gets most of the carries through the 20s, I would think that Pollard's going to have the game today as opposed to Zeke Elliott. You might want to bet Elliott in terms of an anytime touchdown. They love using him, the Dallas Cowboys do, whenever they get to the goal line. High touchdown rate for him once they get inside of the 10-yard line. But Pollard's the guy through the 20s. He's got the most explosiveness. And if you're going to maximize what you bring to the table, if you're the Dallas Cowboys here in this matchup, uh, Tony Pollard over receptions, something to look at here in this game against the San Francisco 49ers. Because I do think that if that's what you're going to be doing, if you're San Francisco, Pollard's going to be the guy. Not so much Ezekiel Elliott. All right, that's going to do it for us here. Last minute uh, in terms of where we're looking at, and the numbers will say, too, that the uh, 49s starting to appear on the market as well for the total in Cincinnati and Buffalo. Uh, Brent Mossberg will keep you updated on everything there, including, of course, weather, which is going to be very important. does seem like the second half over there in Buffalo uh, has a pretty good shot at maybe seeing a little bit of snow. Um, a little bit of a chilly day as well. And before I get out of here, I should give you one note on the NBA. Um, because we do have a pretty full slate today. That includes an 11.30 a.m. tip between the Dallas Mavericks and the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, injury reports getting updated now, but the injury note uh, of note worth mentioning, the uh, Toronto Raptors, OG Ananobi and Fred Van Vliet, second leg of a back-to-back, both questionable in their matchup today against the New York Knicks. All right, all done on Live Bet Sunday. Countdown to kickoff comes up next. And remember, keep it here for all your live betting action throughout the day and the divisional playoff games later today in the NFL. We'll see you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.